This episode is brought to you by CTC Math. Well, hello everybody. This is Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Well, we are living in the interesting times in the old Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. We are. And it's it's a time when a lot of people are kind of struggling. Well, it's hard. You know, gas has doubled in price. Mm-hmm. A lot of the groceries that we go to buy have more than doubled. Energy costs are through the roof and... It, it looks like we're going to be dealing with this for some time. And, and you know, we've, we've had times before this where we had some financial difficulties. And maybe, you know, everybody's having them right now, or maybe your family in particular is having a struggle. Well, we've had times yeah. when the whole country was struggling. We've right. had times when we were in the middle of a job change right. or trying to start a business mm-hmm. or medical expenses were high. Right. We've had a lot of times in our lives when we did not, when, when I thought we did not have enough money. Well. And, you know, uh, but as I look back, you know, things mm-hmm. have gotten easier. As I look back, I can see some tremendous benefits from those struggles, Hal. You know, my mother was a grade school librarian, and there was a book that she really liked that by Judith Vorst called The Tenth Good Thing About Barney. And, <laughs> and it kind of became a joke in the family, but the story, really briefly, a little boy's cat dies. Yeah. And he's going to have a funeral, and his mother, you know, the boy's just crushed. He's like a little, you know, seven or eight-year-old. And the mother says, well, let's think about ten good things that we want to remember about Barney. And so we've kind of adopted that a little bit in our family as we go into difficult situations. Like one of my one of my son's car broke down the other day, and I said, well, you know, number one, you were just a few blocks away from someplace to stop. You weren't out in the country where you'd been driving. Okay, so... Let's let's think about some of the good things that you may actually see in retrospect from the struggle that you may be facing today. Because we have to remember that nobody wants to go through trials. Nobody chooses that. No. But that God allows us to go through things for a purpose. God is not whimsical. Mm-mm. He's not just, oh, this is going to be funny. Let's watch him suffer. That's not the way our God is. Mm-mm. No. You know, he loves us. And so if he's going to allow us to go through these trials, it's going to be for a good reason. And that God, God sends, sends wealth to one, and he sends um, trials to another, and it's all good because it comes through the hands of our loving Father. So if Who we're, knows what each of us needs. So if we're not winning the lottery right at the moment, if <laughs> we are quite the opposite, if we are, if we are struggling to make ends meet, what, what can we remember in this well first off god's faithfulness god will take care of us but i want to talk about that in a little bit because that one's really big that's a big one let's talk about some of the more practical stuff like one of the best things Mm -hmm. that i think has come out of the financial struggles we've lived through Uh is that we have learned all kinds of skills yeah i know that that's been a situation we've been in at different times where we say well if we want something to happen, uh, we've got to figure out how we've to make it happen. We've got to do it. I remember the first time we had a real car breakdown uh-huh. after our marriage, and we were parked in, on the Air Force Base. 
uh-huh. in the radar station parking lot and had a Chilton's manual trying to repair a, a alternator. Do you remember that? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Replace the alternator in the in the parking lot at the radar station, and and that's fine. That was fine. We learned how to do it, and we did it, and. Thankfully, that car was able, you were able to do that in. It's gotten a lot easier, though, with YouTube. YouTube sure beats Chilton manuals, I got to say. Yeah, yeah. And But, you know, as we have learned to repair cars, learned to, do, to, to do plumbing in the house, to replace a toilet or a sink. Or even like yeah. a few years ago, uh, a friend of ours loaned us their canoe. And we had so much fun with that canoe that summer and said, you know what, we'd like to get a canoe. Well, we found out that was going to be hundreds of dollars, even, you know, Craigslist canoe. And we didn't have it at the time. Not for a canoe big enough for what we needed. But we found a book that was published back in 1910, I think, which really basically said, hey, you want a canoe, guys? Here's how you build one. And so me and the kids built a canoe the next year, and we've been using it for years. It's out there. I was just repainting it the other day. But that was something that kind of we did because we didn't want to spend four or $500 that we didn't have. So we learned how to do it for a fraction of that. Well, the interesting thing to me is to see how that has impacted our kids. That they've taken it even a step beyond mm-hmm. that they really don't believe there's anything you can't learn to do if you want to badly enough. Right. And so the other day, one of our kids had a breakdown and we drove to rescue him. It was, we were going to be a couple hours out from getting to him. By the time we got to him, he practically had it fixed. Mm. You know, he had figured out what was wrong. He hiked to a, um, tractor Supply got himself a new, um, mm-hmm. a new jack because mm-hmm. the the other one was too small. Mm-hmm. He figured out what was wrong and he was able to fix it quickly because he had the guts to even try. Yeah, yeah, and that's important. And so I think that sometimes the the things you have to do because you can't afford to get somebody else to do it become a blessing. It might even become something you enjoy doing. Like I know we started painting in our in a house, in the first house we owned, because we couldn't afford to have somebody else paint it. Right. And we started painting that house and getting it ready to go mm-hmm. in the market. And mm-hmm. I found out I love painting. Mm-hmm. I love painting a house. I love picking out the colors. Mm-hmm. I love doing painting techniques and doing special things with the paint. And so I've discovered that's something I love to do that I would have never tried if we could have, if we had been able to afford somebody to come do it. Right. And... You know what, when you learn these kind of skills, maybe you didn't plan to and you didn't especially want to, but you learn these skills, that's something that you can pass on to your kids. And it also gives you some knowledge so that when things are different and you have the money, you can hire somebody to do it, you know what's expected on the job. And you can be knowledgeable talking to that technician and you can look at it and say, does this guy know what he's doing or not? And and so... Yeah, so there's there's a lot of benefits to that. Sometimes we get pushed into doing something that has a benefit. Also, you know, sometimes you can't afford the more expensive fun, so you learn to make your own fun. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't afford to, you know, get a boat with a motor that we could use on the house. Family has a fish camp down on the lake, uh-huh. and we love going there. We see people water skiing and mm-hmm. driving their boats up and down. We've not, we haven't been, we weren't able to afford right. that. Right. So we did other things mm-hmm. to have fun. Our kids have used kayaks. They swim. They fish. Yeah. In the evenings, we play charades and, and board mm-hmm. games and old-fashioned things like that mm-hmm. that really do a much better job of building relationship, perhaps, than the things that we, we would have done if we could have afforded more. Mm-hmm. 
if we could have, if we might have been able to afford to have internet at the Lake Place, and right. everybody would have been watching movies on their own phones instead okay. of playing together as a family. Yeah. You know, one thing, too, that, you know, our kids, we found that our kids growing up in times when we are having um, struggles, especially younger kids, it doesn't hit them the same way. Their perspective is different. And and they are, you know what, the younger kids, they want to know, am I safe? Will I have regular meals? Um, okay, I'm good. You know, <laughs> most of them, most of your younger kids, they just want to know mom and dad are there when they need them, and, and they can they can adapt. Uh, do you remember that time? We had had a really tough time financially for right. months and months. Right. And we had eaten so many. Beans and rice? Yep. Tell you what, beans and rice are great for a cheap meal that's filling for yep. some growing boys. Oh, yeah. Doesn't take much meat. Right. And But I remember that when it was all over mm-hmm. and things were doing better and we were able to afford to eat like normally. Right. Do you remember what happened? I remember, yeah. I remember... The kids asking sometimes after the after the clouds had lifted and we were starting to have some breathing space again, the kids were saying, why don't we have red beans and rice again? That was so good. I really like red beans and rice. You know, that had become comfort food for them. Yes. And it's interesting that you see that from generation to generation, that the food which families have to eat in their poverty sometimes becomes the nostalgic comfort food that their kids like when they're grown-ups and can make their own choices. For example, mm-hmm. fajitas were originally made from skirt steak because that was a very inexpensive steak. Uh-huh. But now skirt steak is an expensive steak right. because it's the one that we use to make fajitas out of. Well, it's like like pizzas used mozzarella cheese because it was cheap. Cheap mozzarella cheese on the street, you know, the street markets. Well, now it's you know more expensive. But at the time, that's what it got started with. And everybody says, I love a pizza with all kinds of cheese piled on top of it, and that's the cheese. And we go to fancy to fancy restaurants where some nouveau su- uh-huh. southern chef is is serving greens and yeah. you know crowder peas and I think that Grit, grits with shrimp. You know, <laughs> yeah, that think, was the food of my grandparents' poverty. Yeah, that was the food they ate the, the, in their homes that my grandmother would make while her daughter was working. You know, right? But you know what? We look back sometimes and we think. I remember those times when I was just surrounded by the love of my family. And what did we eat? We ate whatever yeah. it was, you know. So, so don't, you know, and, and that reminds me, too, of a time when we were, we were struggling. You know what? We need to break and talk about our resources for just a moment. Oh, okay. We'll be right sure. back all right. with the best part of being poor uh-huh. of all. Okay. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher 
together with practical assessment, even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. Okay, so we're talking about times when you are struggling financially and keeping your head up and realizing there are there are benefits that can be gained through this experience, even though it's difficult, you know. And and, and I remember one time, I remember we were we were trying to start a business and our income had been cut in half, and it, it was you know we were having to let go a lot of extracurricular activities and stuff like that. And and I was feeling really bad about it. I was, I was feeling like, I'm just not supporting my family, and this is just terrible, and I'm feeling embarrassed about myself. And my, my son, who's a, a high school senior at the time, just is wandering through the kitchen one day while I'm working, and he said, he said you know, I, the last two years since you came home have been the best years of my life. I'm so glad you did this before I went off to college because it's been so good to have you here. And if I've got a question or I want to talk about something that you, I can just re come up and talk to you. And he was not worried about the fact that we couldn't do choir anymore. or We couldn't do this or that. He wanted the time with parents. And that's something that I think you need to remember mm -hmm. that when we're struggling and we don't have the money to do a lot of things or go a lot of places, especially separately. Yeah. That what our, our kids really value is time with us. Mm -hmm. But that brings me to the what I think is the most the very most important thing that has come out of the times we struggle financially. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to trust God. And you get to see the Lord's provision in a way that you can't when things are going well. Because you know, when things are going well, we think that the paycheck is coming because of our hard work and good looks and yeah. our intelligence and we're supporting our family doing a great job of it. But it, when the paychecks aren't coming mm -hmm. or they're not enough and the Lord provides, maybe you walk into the store and what you need is the loss leader that week. Right. Or maybe a friend calls you and says, when you're, when you're thinking, I don't know what in the world we're going to do and says, you know, I've got more of this than will fit in my freezer. Do you want some? then yeah. you really get to see God's provision. And that has had a big impact, I think, on my spiritual life, to see God provide for us again and again. Well, you know, God warned the Israelites about this as they were going into the Promised Land. He I just said, read that the other day in I Deuteronomy. Did. I did. Yeah, and, and he said, you know, you've got to be on your guard. I'm going to have to paraphrase it, but he said, be on your guard. When you go into a country and you are living in houses that you didn't build, and you're eating grapes from the vines that you didn't plant, and you look around at all of this goodness, and you forget that God provided it for you. You know, and that's something he, that he warns the Israelites about, and I think we can take that to heart as well, because if, you know, when, when everything's smooth and stable, and we've got a good, well-paying job that's all secure, and we get that paycheck regularly, and, and you can become very complacent about it. You think it's always going to be there until you decide to make a change. The interesting thing for me, Hal, is mm -hmm. that I would have spared my children those hard times if I could. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have wanted to buy them whatever they wanted, to mm -hmm. buy them what their friends had, to buy them the clothes that they wanted. 
I would have spared them that, and yet I can see the effect that God's provision and seeing God's provision again and again has had on our kids. Mm -hmm. I remember a conversation with one of our boys, and he said, Mom, I know it's taken me a long time to find a wife. But see, I've got to have a girl who is full of faith. And you know, my ears perked up, mm -hmm. and he said, I have seen you guys do some of the craziest things because you thought God was calling you to do it because you, you, know, you believe that this is what we needed to do. I have seen y'all do things that didn't make any sense. I have seen you trusting God when the provision wasn't there and, and seeing God provide for you again and again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to do whatever the Lord calls me to do, whether it makes sense or not. And I've got to have a wife who can handle that. Well, you, you can't really teach that, can you? No. and it, That's not a curriculum. That's something you have to just, uh, you have to live it out in front of them. You do. And to, for him to see that, to be inspired mm -hmm. by seeing God's provision for us, and that take away his fear mm -hmm. of whether or not God would provide for him, that's a big thing. That was a really big thing for me. and. Uh -huh. When I look back, I would not, I would not trade that for having easy times during all those times. You know, the Apostle Paul says in one of the letters that uh, he said, "I have learned, I've learned to be in a basement, and I've learned to abound." You know that he that he recognizes that God sends um, comforting times and times of challenge, and they all come from God, and we can't we can't let the trials defeat us any more than we should let the blessings puff us up. Exactly. And, and you know, I've seen, you know, I, I've seen some friends of ours who have who have gone through seasons, you know, and some have really high paying jobs, and then the whole industry gets turned upside down, and they get dumped out, uh, basically on on ground zero, and and they really really struggle because they didn't have. They didn't have any experience living on anything less than a huge budget. And others I've seen who had times where they were making money hand over fist and times when they weren't making money at all. Yeah. And they, they seem to be able to just just walk through it all and not be built up on the one side or cast down on the other, but to say, this is just a season and God is taking care of all of it. Well, yeah, I think about one of our daughter-in-laws, um, Growing up, their family really, really struggled financially to the point that they seldom had meat to eat. Mm. You know, they, they really struggled financially. Mm -hmm. And yet they were a happy, healthy, full of joy family. Mm -hmm. And then I look at, you know, she didn't know. Her parents didn't know when they were going through that what was going to happen to their daughter. Uh -huh. They didn't know he, she was going to marry our son. Yes, and shortly after marriage, they would be in graduate school where he would be making peanuts. Right. And the babies would come early. Yes. In their marriage. And she has been a godsend uh -huh. to our son. Oh, because yeah. she can make something out of nothing. You know, she can create beautiful meals out of nothing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me. And to see the joy that they have in their home mm -hmm. living on peanuts. And living on so little and yet right. full of joy, lots of 
no no feeling uh-huh. of strain or you know making do it's just happiness mm-hmm. and the lord prepared her for that time in her life now you know He's out of graduate school now, and they're doing fine, and yeah. they're going to enjoy that time, too, and I feel certain that, that she'll thrive in that, too. But God has purpose in our kids going through things. And, and they have had an experience together of, of living on very little income so that they know that, hey, worst comes to worst, we can handle this. We can make God, it. God gives us the grace to do it, and we don't have to have the six-figure salary to be happy. And so, trust God Uh through your hard times. Be joyful. Enjoy the time with your family, but trust Him so that your children will learn to trust Him. Because that, for us, has been the very best part of hard times. Excellent. All right. Well, look, we do appreciate you investing some time with us. And if you would like to make a comment or ask a question. We would love for you to do that. We'd love for you to leave a review Mm -hmm. because that helps other people find us. Right. And in the meantime... You can call our listener response line at 919-295-0321 and leave us a message there. You can find us at RaisingRealMen.com and at CraftsmanCrate.com. Okay, so look, until next time, we do appreciate it. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening, okay? Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web? at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.